Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Lost in the Long Box. I'm Thomas. Randall is on vacation this week, and we'll be back with us next week. I'm here with the Madman. Hello. And Enos is on his way. Unfortunately, he's stuck in traffic. So how was your weekend, Madman? It was it was pretty good. I got to read that uh, that uh, Teen Titans uh, X-Men crossover that you let me borrow. I thought that was okay. Yeah. It was, it was okay. I enjoyed it. I liked it. It was one of those ones that I had looked for at for ever unable to find it you just could not find it out there in the wild i it always amazes me that it's not worth substantially more than what it is because it's just you don't find it i mean it's it's cool and everything to you know see them together and everything but i think it's not worth more than it is because it's not very good well i liked it i thought it was good but yeah maybe that's what it is maybe it just doesn't have a a lot of people don't like it but anyway so Let's go ahead and get to some of the comic-related news. Before we get to our subject, we'll be talking about comic book superhero video games that we've enjoyed over the years. Um, you know, going back to what our personal favorites are. Got a long list of them tonight. I think oh, you guys yeah. will enjoy it. Hopefully, we won't spend too much time on one, but, you know, that's how <laughs> things go. I got a big list here to keep us on course. Good deal. Good All deal. Right. So, some of the big news, to, uh, I think these first two go together a little bit. Disney has, compl- has taken over Hulu now. Oh, boy. Yep, so they're, they're now going to be fully in charge of, of Hulu. So, you know, with Netflix having canceled some of their, their well, all their Marvel-related shows, I'm assuming that this is where those will end up now once the contract so. is over. But do you think it's going to be for Hulu Plus members? I don't know. I think it'll probably be on the regular Hulu, um, you know, to bring them in. I mean, not that Hulu doesn't have a problem with subscribers right now, because they certainly don't. But I, th- I think the regular P- Hulu people will get it. And, you know, this would definitely be a good place for, you know, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage to land, you know, when they're, you know, the two years is up. I mean, because those are a little more rugged than what a regular Disney show would be. Absolutely. So, so that's good. Um, In response to that, Netflix has also signed a deal with Dark Horse, the people that uh, produced the Umbrella Academy. I think this is something that they, they kind of had to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what they're you know, everything that's going to go on there because a lot of Dark Horse's stuff is creator-owned, so, like, Hellboy and things like that, so it wouldn't give them immediate access to that. I guess i got to deal individually with the creators and so forth. Yeah, I mean... I I imagine that process takes longer. I would imagine, too. I mean, that's probably why they didn't go after, you know, well, Image. Because, you know, I'm sure some of Dark Horse's stuff is, you know, owned by Dark Horse, but, you know, like, Image, everything is individually owned. That's what I mean. Are we going to be seeing, like, Image movies soon? I mean... Well, uh, there's a Spawn movie in the works. So, yeah. I mean, apart from their big hit wonder. Yeah. Know. I mean, I, there, there's some that are out there that, that I wouldn't mind seeing. Uh, Invincible. It's supposed to be very good. I've never read the comic, but I understand it's a great book. Um, yeah. So maybe we'll get something. A Savage something Dragon. Like I would love a Savage Dragon. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I know he had the cartoon back in what was like the 90s at one point. Right. But, you know, that's one that always kind of puzzled me, why that we haven't seen a Savage Dragon movie or another TV show or something like that. Because the premise is just so great. Yeah, and you know, Eric Larson put out some good stuff, especially with if, with that early stuff. I haven't read it in years. Right. But, you know, the fact that it's still going strong at, you know, what, 260 or something like that? Yeah. You know, back when, when it come, when it come out, like 93, 94? I mean, that's pretty crazy. So, so yeah, I mean, that that's, that's nuts. But, I mean, I think Netflix probably went after this as much as a need as anything else. You know, there's a there's a big void there that needs to be filled with you know Marvel pulling out to go to Disney Plus and everything and to Hulu, so I think this is probably as much filling a need as much as anything else. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, you want to keep those comic book people subscribing to your station, you got to give them something to come after. Yeah. 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 Some incentive. It's just like my uh, Patreon. It's yeah. like, you know, yeah, you get you get some clips on the YouTube channel, but, you know, if you want everything, you got to yeah, get behind gotta, the paywall. Got to have the full Monty, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, show that you support. And I think that's the whole idea of, like, subscription services. Yeah. And, I mean, I think it's great that you can go out there but to, uh, to uh, like, for DC Universe mm-hmm. and stuff, the subscription services, because you can get, like, you know, specific content that yeah. other people, that's kind of exclusive, but it's also kind of a letdown in in the sense that, you know, you can't talk about it with everybody. Not everybody's watching that show with you. Yeah, I've enjoyed my DC Universe subscription so far, but I haven't watched any of their exclusives yet. I've been kind of stuck on some Batman Beyond. Of course you are. That's a lot. That's a great show. So, but anyway. I was never into future future stuff. Yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, it, it, it put it's a, a different twist and everything, so... All that, like, Spider-Man 2099 and all that, I, I was like, I'm See, not I never, interested. I never got into Spider-Man 2099. I picked up issue one of his, his first comic because... Of course you did. Because, you know, it was the 90s. Number one. It right. was a number one. It was a number one. It was the 90s. You know, that's what a, you did. Yeah, new I mean, Spider-Man title. Right. I mean, there's probably, like, a million of them out there. I mean, everybody that wants one has one. It's not a big deal, you know. But, so I have one. But, yeah, I mean, if it's done right, I like the future stuff. You know, it, even if it's just for a short period of time. I was a big fan of Guardians of the Galaxy in the 90s, so big fan. 31st yeah. century stuff. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, not me. Yeah. So, so in a little more sadder news, Stan Lee's ex-manager of com- you know, has been charged with elder abuse. Yeah. Um, you know, they had talked about this last year. Yeah. And, but it looks like he's now been officially charged. He's facing five counts, including false imprisonment, fraud, and forgery, all stemming from an incident last summer. <sighs> This is just a shame. And, I mean, it's not just because it's Stanley. It's, you know, anybody in, in his position. I mean. This this story made me so angry. Yeah. That I, I didn't, I don't know. I had to I had to punch a pillow. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do when I'm angry. I punch a pillow. But, I mean, uh, just who could hurt smiling Stan? I mean, he just seems so, I mean, I don't know what he was like in his, when the doors are closed and there's no cameras on him or something like that. Maybe he was a real ornery cuss, but, I mean, it's. But still, it, it's you know. I don't hurting hurting the elderly. Hurting the elderly it seems is like hurting children to me. It's like that's so well, it's, taboo, it's, right? It's so wrong. It's, well, it's the lowest of the low, mm-hmm. right? I, and you know, no matter how ornery this man was, he was a ninety-five year old man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's right you know, to anybody that's you know, unless you're decrepit yourself. You know, yeah, he, he he's not a threat. No matter no, no matter what, right. how much he ins, uh, insults you or or does it. And I'm not saying he did that because. I have no reason yeah, have to no believe. Idea. Yeah. No reason to believe that he did. But even if he had, he's that's, a ninety-five-year-old man. Yeah. There, you know, it's just the stuff that happened with this with this man at the end of his life. Right, is just it's just tragic. Absolutely, it, you know, infuriating. He, infuriating. You know, you know, I mean, it, it's not just him. It's stuff with his family. Well, it's and plus, it's like if it it's so common that even Stan Lee is not immune. Right to that kind of thing, yeah, even, and I think that should open everybody's eyes to what you know what goes on in some of these nursing homes and so forth. I, I don't want to bring the mood down or anything, but I mean, right? And I mean, well, when I hear about stuff like this, my grandmother is eighty-seven, eighty-eight, and she, you know, she has dementia and lives in a assisted living center. Probably for, has to, yeah. But you know, for for that, because you know, like you said, she has to. She can't live on her own. Mm. And luckily, we've 
we found a good one. You know, there's yeah. no, there's no signs of any abuse. Everyone seems to treat her really well. She hates it, of course, but guess you know that's just her personality. But they're not mistreating her, so yeah. I'm very thankful for that. I mean, because like you said, this is Stan Lee. Yeah, I mean, you know, if something like this could have happened to him, it's just scary. Yeah, I mean, the Joe Blow nobody. Right. I mean, you know, what what does someone like that have a chance? You know, it's yeah. just it's crazy, and it I don't know. I hope, you know, F found guilty because, you know. Yeah, this is all allegedly. This is all alleged. Yeah. But F found guilty. I, I hope this, they throw the book at this man because it. Until then, I'll just keep punching pillows. There you go. Just keep punching pillows. So, I just. Ugh. Yeah. And other news, Marvel Comics, C.B. Sapolsky. Sapolsky, I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. I'm not sure. Um, he's in charge of, uh, I believe he's the editor-in-chief. He had said that there had been, not been a million-seller comic in quite some time, and he wanted to get make sure we get one out there. Um, so <coughs> that brings us to Marvel Comics 1000. Have you seen anything about this, Madman? I have not. Tell me more. So this is in celebration of Marvel's 80th anniversary later this year. This is due to come out in August. Okay. So it's going to be 80 pages, you know, hence the 80th anniversary. Nice. And each page is going to feature a different creative team. It's going to be one story written by a different creative team on each page. That's kind of a cool concept. Really? Because I, I don't care for it. I, to me, it just seems too a, gimmicky. A different, for each page, you're going to have a different writer and artist. For the most part. The penciler, inker, and all that. For the most part. There, there is one gentleman here who, who let me find it here, Al, Al Ewing is going to be writing a pretty fair bulk of it, but... Well, know, that's you, what I mean. There's got to be somebody driving the main right, plot which, thread. Which, which makes sense, because you can't have like 80 different writers. It's ambitious for a writing team right. to do. Because you're talking about a lot, 80 pages. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a whole bunch of writers. Right. And it's going to have a different artist and writer on, on each page. Yeah. And you can find out more about it online. I mean, they, there's been a lot of posts with, with who everybody's going to be teamed with. Um, I know Eric Larson is doing a page. Nice. The, the writing and, and, the, and the art. So, to me, this is just a little too gimmicky. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know. I can't. The writers all need to be on the same page, though, and that's a lot of writers to be on the same page. Right, with a lot of different opinions yeah. on how things could go. This is one of the things could, that You could, could do this if you had only one writer and an artist for every page. Right, and I mean, so this is something that could go south. Really, real quick. Real quick. Real quick. You know, if, if, they don't, if they don't all agree, which would probably be fun to watch. A bunch, you know, oh, a bunch of different writers. Buy it either way, just to see. Yeah, so... But it, it seems kind of gimmicky for me, and I don't like the fact that it's Marvel Comics 1000 because that's kind of a blatant money grab. You know, they, they saw Detective 1000 do well, they saw Action 1000 do well, and they just went after it. You well, know, they haven't had any kind of, like, big events in a very long time, I think, in, in, in like, comics, new comic books or a comic book series or a release. Like, you know, we've talked about it, you know, the summer of these... Uh, some of these blockbuster storylines that we grew up with, you know, as youngsters, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths and all that stuff. Yeah. You but, know, they haven't had anything like that in a while. Yeah, no, they really haven't. I mean, they're, you know, nothing, nothing really blockbuster. Evening, Enos. Good evening, everyone. My apologies for being late, but good old Fredericksburg Wednesday afternoon traffic. You got to love it. it. I came in right at the right time because, you know, one of the things that was great about Summers is that you always were going to get a great comic book series, even if it was just only one. Absolutely. One book. 
and it was a book that you looked forward to, and it was one that you had better get to the uh, convenience store or um, 7-Eleven or whatever the case may be and get it because if you didn't, it was a very, very, very strong possibility that it was going to be gone. You had to miss out. So um, uh, I agree with you guys. That's one of the things that's definitely missing during the summers. Now, there was always that summer blockbuster or there was a story that was building up for the whole year, and then it culminated with um, between June and August. And right, and, and you ever notice that when that big storyline um, came on, after that big storyline, a new creative team came on? Mm-hmm. I, I, um, best example I can give is uh, X-Men. Right after Scott married uh, Madeline Pryor, who was kind of like the clone of Gene, then John Romita Jr. came in, did the art chores, and he they introduced him by him drawing the last five pages of the wedding story. Nice. So, what do you think? Of, what are your thoughts on Marvel Comics One Thousand? Yeah, now you're up to speed. How, that's how we got there. Yeah, Marvel that's how Comics One Thousand. Yeah. Why? It it, it, it it looks like to me. <laughs> excuse me. Mm. It looks like to me that this is Marvel's feeble attempt to try and jump on the bandwagon with DC because they've had two major um, books to reach the 1,000 issues. We are on the same page there, my friend. I was just talking to Madman about that. It seems like it's just a big money grab. It is. And that the, and, and that the 1,000 issue is just to, to piggyback However, on that. However, I think the idea is ambitious. It, it's pro- it may fall flat on its face, but it's a very ambitious idea, and I would like to pick up the book anyway and see how it turns out. Oh, yeah, definitely get it. Just get it just to see for the sake of argument, you know, what's there for everybody. But, but I mean, I'm not trying to make fun of anyone who is um, who is visually impaired, but Daredevil could see that this is a doggone uh, money grab. Yeah, well, yeah. This, this book is a hard pass for me. Hard pass. Right. And, right. and you know, and I'm going to make a prediction right now. This is Marvel's 80th anniversary. This is the, so they're celebrating 80 years with this book. 80 covers for it. Oh, I wouldn't doubt 80 it. 80 covers for Marvel 1000. Well, would you rather have 80 artists and writers or 80 covers? I'd rather have one artist, one writer, and one cover artist. <laughs> okay, but, I can. I can. But maybe I'm just a grumpy old man. Yeah, I don't you're know. A purist. Yeah, I'm a purist, I, you know, especially with something like this. We talked about this with, with Detective 1000 and Action 1000, about how we felt that those books would probably mean more if you didn't have as many variants of it. Oh, most it definitely. Because yeah. it would be more special. And I think the same thing b- would be here. If someone got the honor of writing the 80th anniversary Marvel book and the honor of drawing it, to me it would be more. But in 80 pages, there's a possibility you could tell a really good story. And if you have all of the writers on board, all right, let me put it this let me put it this way. None of the collectors, none of the super elitist nerds like us buy that comic book. Yeah. All right. Somebody does. All right? They put out a low print run because people weren't buying it. You know? A few people buy it. It turns out to be a really good comic book. And all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, we're no. No, we destroyed all those. We don't have any more." Yeah. It's like if you got the if you got it on the first run, you're the one who has an extremely valuable comic. Yep. Book. We we only have covers number 1 through 5 out of 80. Because we got rid of the rest, <laughs> they weren't selling. Yeah, they weren't selling, so we got rid of them. And 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 what what we got me was I wanted to. Um, there were two covers that I really wanted to get for Detective Comics number one thousand. One was the Neil Adams, another one was the Nicola Scott that I put on the Lost in the Long Box page on uh, Facebook, and um, 
you know, some of those some of those were good, but you know, it's like after a while, you know, gimmicks gimmicks have a tendency to die, mm-hmm. and they die a horrible death. Case in point with uh, the Superman number seventy five. Oh yeah, I have like three copies. I of mean, that. I mean, how are you going to have a book that is going to be of any value when everybody and their brother bought it? Right. Yeah. One of the reasons why the death of Captain Marvel is such a popular book is that when you are fortunate enough to have the first printing, you've got a gold mine because the book sold out quickly and they had to rush getting printings of it. So definitely that's that's definitely one for the collection. But like really getting um sometimes those extra covers are great, but for the most part it's all about it's 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 all about hype, and there's not a lot, a lot of people don't gravitate to those artists. Like well, so I, I can think, tell you right now, um, there was a lot of people I'm almost sure who didn't even know who Steranko was. Yeah, yeah. I picked up a really nice uh, Strange Tales with this. I cover. saw that. Yep, just yeah, just uh, while I was on vacation. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful stuff. You weren't a, you never vacation from comics, right? No, uh, that'd be, well, the first thing I did when I when I got into Galveston is like, where's the local comic shop? Nice. Yeah, we were, exactly. we're we're getting ready to go on a, on a, on a cruise to Mexico, and I'm looking for the local comic shop. Yeah, I did that when I was in the Navy. Yep, where is it? Where is yeah, it? Yeah, I'm gonna try to find a comic book shop. Man. It, it was less than a mile from my hotel. It was great. And back then, back in the '90s, and nobody wanted to go with me. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I had I had everybody. My wife was up in there. She was looking at them with me and compare, helping me compare conditions of books and everything like that. It was great, great time. Oh, so you Kat are, got in on it. She got in on it too. Oh man, that was well. Look, that makes it even better. Let me tell you something, guys. There is nothing, and I do mean nothing, like a woman who loves the stuff like this, and you find out they're more knowledgeable about this stuff than we are. <laughs> well, and she's not a she's not a big comic fan or anything like that, but she does <coughs> she can help me out with like looking at condition and everything. Oh, and wow. I I had the two books that I that I that I showed you that X Men and that Strange Tales side by side, and I was trying to decide which one to get, and I looked at her and said, I think I should get both of them. She goes. Well, that's what I would do. Sweet. Give me them both. <laughs> that's a very subtle ask for permission. Yep. So, but the next piece of, next piece of news we have here is <coughs> they're going to be rebooting the entire line of X-Men comics. Again. Again. <sighs> really? Really? Just... I don't know what to say. Really? I'm not reading X-Men right now, so this has no impact on me. This is one of my all-time favorite titles. Uncanny X-Men is one of my all-time favorite titles, but I'm not reading it right now. And It's just too much. This has got to be, this is probably volume six, volume seven of Uncanny X-Men that's going to be coming out. At least? I mean, why? Just why do we need to restart every time we change? You know, Jonathan Hickman's going to be taking over the reins, and I understand we're going to be doing a new creative team and everything like that. Well... But do we really need to, to cancel everything and restart? Well, like Enos was saying earlier, is that you know um, a new creative team would take on uh, a project or a title uh, after some big event, you know that happens, and it seems like with some titles like the X Men, it's like instead of having a big event and then switching the creative team, it's like well we want to switch the creative team, you know it seems like that comes first. It's like yeah, we don't want to we don't want to plan an event. We definitely want to switch out the creative team you know so okay we'll just boom, reboot we'll, yep, just reboot yeah. and when was <clears throat> excuse me and when was the last time the x-men had a big time event that everybody jumped on 
jumped on board and rode with it. I can't tell you the last time. Would it be Inferno? You think? It, I can't know. I can't remember which one came first. Uh, Inferno or Executioner song or Exe- yeah. Well, I mean, Executioner song. Executioner song was in the nineties. Right. Was that one that people really jumped on? Though I don't remember that being all that great. Maybe nah. Age of Apocalypse. Everybody jumped on that and got and felt like they had been had because yeah. ever because ever, if that was one of the more predictable storylines they had. Now, when they introduced the other Summers brother, you know oh. it's Scott, oh, oh Alex, yeah, and, yeah. And, um, and Vulcan, Vulcan. Yeah, when they introduced Vulcan, they were on their way to having a real good storyline because this guy ran afoul of the Shi'ar Empire. Right. Well, and, was, that's, and that's Brubaker, so they, you know, you yeah. knew it was going to be good. Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't write bad stuff. And um one of the things I liked about uh Brewbreaker's run, he gave Warpath more exposure. I love mm-hmm. Warpath. Yeah, and yeah, um, he was kind of ignored for a while. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Big time. And he and truth be told, he's become a bigger character than his brother Thunderbird was. Well, yeah, Thunderbird really wasn't around that long. Exactly. In, in Thunderbird's defense, he was only around what, three issues? Yeah. So yeah, they 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 kind of made him just to kill him off, right? But, but yeah, so but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't get this. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think you know because you know this is going to come with another eighty number ones for X Men number one variant yep. covers, and I just I don't know. It just seems to well, me. Well, I mean, I think we're what we're kind of leading leaning uh, leading towards is the fact that I don't think that the publishers know that we're sick of this. We're yeah. sick of that kind of stuff. And I mean, if you want, either that they don't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, somebody must be buying all the all these number ones and all these reboots, or they wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah. But I don't know who, and I don't know why. I well, mean, it's it's the younger generation. You know, if you take your kid to a comic book shop, you know, and they're like, you know, which one should I get? And it's like, well, I guess you should get the one that's most valuable, or has the potential to become the most valuable. Yeah. Right. A number one, but a, a giant issue or something like that. But certain artist. You know, yeah. But I guess it's like, you know, I think that you're right. It's like the publishers; they don't care what we want. They're just going to do what they do. You know, but but yeah, it like we need Uncanny X Men Volume Eight Number One. I I don't know. Hmm. And you know how much you know. I've I've gone about it time and time and time again. You know how much I hate variants. Plus, mm. I mean, it would be so awesome in like the future, in like like three hundred years from now. Where there's like some collector, he's sitting there going up on you know futuristic eBay, yeah, you know, <laughs> and he's like, "I have a boxed, graded, first edition, first run X Men three thousand eight hundred seventy one. You know the storyline, the storyline everyone loves. Dugu guy, the Dugu guy first appearance three thousand seven hundred eighty one. I got it, mint condition." 800,000 credits. There you go. So, I mean, I, I like that idea. Yep, Instead of saying, you know, I got X-Men volume 850, number one. Right. I, I, yeah, I like that. I've always been a fan of the high numbers. Absolutely. Give, give me the high numbers. Well, so, just, the, just the idea is like how comic books started out is like people, they coveted those low numbers. You know, when you go to the comic book shop and you're looking at titles and stuff like that, you're looking for those low numbers, right? Oh, yeah. And I don't know. You kind of take that uh, away. You kind of it's like kind of taking the franchise away. Yeah, X Men Ten means a lot more if there's not ten copies of X Men Ten. Yeah, exactly. From ten different volumes. Right. But that's just me. I don't know. But 
I don't know. It's, it's kind of made me wonder, like, do I really want to continue with any Marvel comic after that? I, I don't know. I've been thinking very seriously about it. I, I, there's only, like, three that I really read right now, and maybe maybe this is where I just want to say, you know what? I'm cutting them. I'm just going to all DC. I'll be honest. I mean, I'm not really eager to pick up any Marvel comic book. I mean, they just, it just seems like every month over this last couple of years, it's like we get another Marvel movie. Yeah. Exactly. And they're doing everything now to accommodate the movies, too. Yeah. And yeah. when 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 uh you didn't see that when they when the first Spider Man movie came out, which you know everyone you know give credit to Blade for being the real first hit first, that Marvel yeah, had, yeah. but 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 Blade wasn't the money maker Spider Man was. Mm-hmm. Plus Wesley Snipes and, is insane. And, and yeah, Wesley Snipes <laughs> was a man. I mean, you know. <laughs> But he's insane. He's yeah. he was awesome. But he's he's he's. I, I remember that first that scene from from Blade One where he sliced all those vampires' necks with like throwing that knife around, right? And just had that smile on his face, and they're they're all dead. And the detective comes in, looks at it, and sees every all of them sitting there. And goes, "Well, I guess we can rule out accidental death." <laughs> I saw that for the first time, and I just lost it. I thought that was one of the funniest scene signs. That's just it was so ridiculous. But, yeah. but it was also like the iconic Marvel humor is that you yeah. get this. Some impartial guy walking into this world full of superheroes. Right. Well, I guess we can rule out accidental death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so tonight we're going to be talking about our favorite superhero video games, going back to the Atari 2600 to today. Um, it should be a fun topic. Yeah. Yeah. Madman's got a goofy grin on his face, so he is yeah. looking forward to doing some talking. Strolling, strolling down memory lane. So, definitely. Definitely. Doing definitely. Research. So I'll go ahead and get things started here. I'm going to go back to the to one that I wouldn't say is one of my favorites. As a matter of fact, it's one I've hardly played, but I think we kind of have to talk about it because it's significant in the history of it. It's the first superhero video game for the Atari 2600 in 1979. Superman. Superman. And I think it's, you know, I'm sure it wasn't planned this way, and I'm sure it's just a mere coincidence, but the first superhero gets the first superhero game. That was a hard game, man. Oh, I played it a little bit last night. I was yeah. able, I I found me I found me a copy online to try out because I figured I needed to you know at least give it a try. It wasn't easy. Man. No, it wasn't. I could not figure out what on earth I was doing. Uh, I, there was a phone booth, so I could go back and forth between changed, Superman yeah. and, and, and Clark Kent. I got that. Um, I did some reading up on it. Apparently, you have the ability to use three of his powers: strength, X-ray vision, and flight. And there's kryptonite in the game. If you yeah. hit if you hit the kryptonite, you lose your powers. It changes you to Clark Kent. You, you, gotta, Clark Kent. Ki- you gotta kiss Lois yeah, Lane. Yeah, kiss Lois Lane yeah. in order to get them back. I was like, okay. Um, it's complicated for Atari, trust right. me. Right. Well, and, and you read some of the reviews on it here. Apparently, at the time, it was considered a really great game. It got some, some really it, great reviews. I mean, it was, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the very first, because uh, this was in 79 this came out mm-hmm. for Atari 2600. And uh, a lot of those very first games were a lot of just button smashers. Like, you remember Combat? It came with oh, the first yeah, Atari yeah. 2600. They're yeah. all very basic like that in terms of like it's just a static grid and you're moving a couple of little sprites around, you know. Um, but, and you can, you know, change alterate and stuff like that. But that's about it. It's static grid, moving sprites around. Uh, but there was actual problem solving involved and, you know, strategy that you had to employ with Superman. I'll tell you what, Superman was way better than the Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. And because in terms of like what you, it was complicated, you had to collect like a bunch of pieces of a bridge that Lex Luthor blow, blows up right at the beginning of the game. Uh which is every time you hit the reset switch. Mm-hmm. And so uh uh you got to collect those pieces, you got to avoid the kryptonite, you got to avoid his uh you know beat up his uh henchmen, take him to jail, and uh you had to rescue Lois every now and then. So it it says here 
Norman Howe reviewed this game in Space Gamer number 31, and he commented, this is the best Atari game I have seen yet. It's playable, enthralling, and has excellent graphics. Our standards are so low back then, so, right? So, so this is, was, was considered to be a great Superman game. The, the first of one, because I don't think they've made another good Superman game since. Yeah, so, we don't want to jump up to Nintendo sixty four yet. So, so yeah, so 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 there's that. But anyway, there was a Spider Man game. Though. Yeah, I remember there's a Spider Man one too, and I I think I'm pretty certain I had the Spider Man game because I seem to remember playing it with him spinning on his web yeah. through the town yeah. and everything. And you just go. Well, it was one building. Yeah. yeah, you got one building on your screen. It was a scroller, mm-hmm. a, you know, top down scroller or bottom up scroller, I should say. However, whatever. And so, uh, and you just you're just climbing, and you got to avoid these guys poking out of windows, you know. And then you finally get to the top, and it takes forever. You finally get up to the top, and you just you can kind of avoid the green goblin, and just go right to your goal, which is right past him, you know. And so, and then each level, it just got faster and faster. You had um, less time to get up there. Yeah. And it was one of those kaboom things where it just ratchets ratchets up the difficulty. As you yeah, go. I I seem to remember playing that one. I I knew that there was a Superman game, but. Honestly, until last night, I'm pretty certain I'd never played it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I played both of them. Yeah, it, yeah, I was completely lost yeah. in what I was doing last. Spider Man was horrible. I was so upset until Sega Genesis came out. And so, um, the the only good comic book game I played on Atari was Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. That yeah, on Atari horrible. 2600. Oh yeah. It was a, sh- a straight up was a side scrolling shooter, um, a spaceship kind of game. And you got this little map on the bottom half of your screen. You got to go around, pick people up. You got to fight off uh, uh, Ming's forces and so forth. I mean, it was it was a really good game. That was yeah. th- that was tied into the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So that was Superman. I think before we go forward, Madman, we better take an opportunity to pay some bills here. Holy cow! I need a menu because I totally forgot about it. I was so excited yeah, about I, talking I, about games. I forgot about it, too. That's why I figured we better okay, jump in yeah. here. So a Lost in the Long Box is sponsored by Danny's Pizza and Subs. Check them out at dannyspizzaandsubs.com. They are located at Lee's Hill Center at 10657 Spotsylvania Avenue here in Fredericksburg. And they have a five-mile delivery radius from that address. So apologies to our listeners in Edinburgh. Uh, you can reach them at 540-898-5008. Their hours of operation are Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday and Saturday, Friday and Saturday, they're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Sundays, they're open noon to 8. It's always buy one, get one free at daddyspeatsandsubs.com. Are we moving on to, uh, yep. how about the Sega Master System? Sega Master System, okay. Oh, yeah. You you, from the looks of your face, you got something for us. Go for well, it, man. I was looking for Sega Master System superhero games, and the only one I, I could find, because I remember uh, uh, I didn't have a Sega Master, Master System. A friend of mine did. I had one. Okay. I still have mine, as a matter of fact. But apparently, there was this. I, I saw. I was looking for footage of superhero games. I couldn't really find any. Uh, but I did see one that was a, only released in Europe called Batman Returns, mm. which is very. It, it reminded me of um, the Batman, the very first Batman game on NES, mm-hmm. in the sense that I mean, it was looked very cool. It looked like I wish I had that copy. But hey, well, I'm a loser born in America. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean. Say, the, the Master System, you know, I did, this is a little bit off the topic of, of superhero video games, but the Master System was actually produced in Europe and the United States for quite a bit longer. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, South America for quite a bit longer than it was over here. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it was produced until the late 90s in, in Brazil. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Wow. 
Yeah, they, they actually had a version of Street Fighter 2 for the Sega wow. Master System wow. in Brazil. Yeah. I mean, it, and it was official. It wasn't like a bootleg, right, you know, right. custom-made. Well, I guess the market. Yeah. I guess they're the, those are the people who bought the Sega Master System. So yeah, and I mean, yeah. apparently, from the last time I checked, which was a while ago, you can still buy, you know, Sega Master Systems in toy stores and stuff in Brazil. They still wow. sell them. It was hugely popular. That's cool. I got to go down to Brazil sometime. Yeah. It was like, so. screw Carnival, I'm going to go play Sega Man. Yeah, I, I still have mine. I haven't, I haven't plugged it in in ages, but I love mine. It was probably my favorite video game system of all you time. You still got it in like box and stuff like that? Oh, I still have the box. The box is beat to hell, but well, I still have it. We've got to talk off air about what games you got. I might want to borrow that from you. Because I love retro gaming. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's great. Enos, what my do you got? Fav- my favorite was on the Sega Genesis, and it was Justice League Task Force. Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to get to those Capcom stuff because, I mean, when they were making a lot of those games back then, they were like the Capcom-type Street Fighter games were super popular. And um, a lot of those games came out on consoles, but there's also like uh, uh, arcade games where you get like four, you can get four X-Men fighting together. I forget the name of it. But a lot of those were real popular. Justice League Task Force, uh, uh, Children of the Atom, X-Men Children of the Atom, and mm. so forth. But it was cool to see those giant sprites of your favorite characters just beating each other senseless. Mm-hmm. And the graphics on Justice League Task Force were magnificent. And that was the this was came with the same year that they had changed um, Aquaman. You know, he had the harpoon hand, mm-hmm. and they and they incorporated incorporated that into the game. And I had and me, I was either Batman or Aquaman. I couldn't be. Superman, you had to do all that doggone flying and all that stuff. and But Batman used his cape, and Aquaman used his hook pants. So I kind of love that. Yeah, I never played that one. Um, but some of my favorites from around that time were, you know, like Madman was saying, with the uh, with the X-Men games and, and everything. I remember um, X-Men in the arcade. The X Men arcade, yeah, arcade game, yeah. Oh, my God. The amount of quarters. The Captain America Avengers. The amount of quarters that I sunk. Into those, do when we. Uh, it's funny you brought that. We we brought that up. The voice of Captain America, John St. John, was at Free Comic Book Day at Flashback Comics. Oh. He was the voice of Captain America there. Yeah, he he was the voice of Captain America oh, in there. He revealed that on uh, on that day because everybody is you know he's known for Duke Nukem. Right, mm-hmm. but what else have you done? Yeah, yeah, he did Captain America, and I was like, well, damn. You know, that's a that's a good career in voice acting, man. Oh, nice no job. doubt. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Eden. I think you were going to. Oh no, something. I was going to say, and and like you know, it was surprise. It was just like the, he did. He was the voice of Captain America that says, "And now the world is in your hands," or something like that. When you got to a certain level, he, um, that was him. And now the world is in your hands. And that was a hard game too. Oh, who are you telling? But, yeah, yeah. Whew. But still, oh, but so much fun. Lost just so to many see quarters. Your superheroes, man. Yeah. Love that stuff. Oh, I would sit there and play that game, you know, drop all my money in it because it was the opportunity to be as Captain America. I mean, come yeah. on, man. Oh, yeah. And, well, and it was well, what, We already know you dropped a mini quarter in there. Yeah. And, and I mean, they also had, you know, who else is there? The Vision was in there. Vision was in there. Yeah, that's who I played, there. The Vision. Wolverine. Vision, Hawkeye. Yeah. What, yeah. Wolverine in there? Not, not in the Avengers one, but he was, in the, the he, was in, he was in the X Men one. Did um, we skip the Avengers on this? Did you play that on N- Nintendo? I, I seem to think that I have. I don't really remember it, but I seem to think that I yeah, did. Yeah, they had the Avengers game. It's like it's pretty much like Captain America, Hawkeye, I think Vision. Mm-hmm. I had the one for Super Nintendo, the one that was based off the arcade. Yeah, yeah, that that was a better one. Yeah, uh, but I mean, in, in terms of like NES superhero games, it wasn't bad. 
you know. Uh, but the best, the best NES superhero game was Batman, the, mm. very, the very first Batman game. Yes. Did you ever play the uh, game on Super Nintendo with the world's ugliest hero, um, Ultraman? Uh, no, I uh, I had a, I I went I switched from Nintendo to Sega. Ah, okay. So uh, I I I didn't play a whole lot of SNES games. Yeah, I had I had a um an, an SNES and a Genesis, and the Genesis got a bigger workout, much bigger workout. I liked my Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. Did you know that there was a Phantom 20, 2040 game? Yes, I never played it. Apparently, I knew it was it's out really there. cool. I saw some footage of it today, and I was like, that Phantom 2040? You told me the cartoon Phantom 2040? Yeah, it's based upon that. Damn. Yeah, I, it's it's pretty rare, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I think so, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I did know it existed. I, I've never played it, but I did know that it existed. Yeah, after that, I think I played only one more game, because I, I got out of consoles pro- pretty, pretty much after the PlayStation 2, but... Uh, yeah, I think uh, the Superman 64 is probably the worst video game ever made. I don't think I ever played that, but from my understanding, most Superman games were just awful. Other than, apparently, the Atari one was really good. They at the made time. it so hard, man, because there was the death of Superman that they did, and you couldn't do nothing but just sit up there and float. You couldn't go anywhere. You're fly, I mean, flying through rings. That's, exactly. I mean, that's the, the very first thing you do when you're flying through rings, and it's a time trial, and it's impossible. It's impossible. Was he in Justice League Task Force? You were talking yes, about that one. Yes, earlier. he was. So who all, who all did you get to play in that? I played Batman and Aquaman that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there was a few times I did play Wonder Woman, tried Superman, Green. Oh, yeah, I definitely I played the hell out of Green Lantern. Just to, just to use the ring. Yeah, just to have the ring. Yeah. And um, God, who else? Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, The Flash. Oh, yeah. I played guitar on him, too. I remember a game for what the for the PlayStation 2. Is it the same? Is that the same one we're talking about? About here. PlayStation 2? Yeah, it was for PlayStation 2. It was a Justice Justice League game. Uh, no, I think it was a Justice League. Uh, no, th- yeah, it was a different it one. Took, it was, you had like the Watchtower, and right? Yeah, this one, the Task Force one, looks like it was more of a fighting game. Yeah, it was a fighting yeah. game. Yeah, but I think I think there was a Justice League game on on the PlayStation. Uh, yeah, I remember playing it. I cannot think of it wait, to save my wait, life. I think it's Justice League Heroes. Jet, that's it. That's it. That was a great one. I, I enjoyed I that enjoy one. That one. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that one. That one quite See, a bit. Yeah, I kind of got out of consoles after PS2. So. Yeah, I don't really play them as much. I still have. I have an Xbox One. I haven't turned it on for quite some time, but I do have one, and I still have my PS2 and. You know, I have a, a Retron 5 to play a lot of my uh, older games on, my, my, my Super Nintendo, my Nintendo games, and stuff like that. I don't have the systems anymore. So, like I said, I still have my Master System. But mm. what's, so, a, what's a Retron 5? Uh, it's a system. It, you, can, you, can, you can buy it on, online, but it plays Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis, Famicom games. Um, really? Game Boy Advance. Yeah. And if you have the adapter... For the uh, for the for the Genesis to play your your Master System games on it, you can hook that into the Master System slot, to the Genesis slot, and play your Master System. Ah, uh, I just gave all my Sega Genesis stuff to a niece of mine that like she's super into like Sonic the Hedgehog. And stuff. Yeah, I had my Retron Five. Unfortunately, the Genesis slot stopped working on me, so that uh, stinks. Uh, but you know, it it does work for the uh, for the rest of them. the Retron Five is a, is a great is a great system. It, it it's an, it, em, it emulates and everything, but it it is fantastic. 
Yeah, I'm going to look that up, bro. Yeah, it's a, it's a great system. Um, but so, yeah, so I, I stopped getting out of, I got out of the consoles and went straight to PC games. Yeah, speaking of PC games, yeah, we'll talk about probably my favorite right here. It is not based on on any any normal, real yeah, any real superhero. It is one of my favorites. I actually downloaded it last night and started playing it again. I was able to get it for the incredibly great price of a dollar and seventy five cents. I still have my original copy. I have it somewhere. Sucka. I have it somewhere, but I have no idea where. So I downloaded it last night. I the, still have all my discs with all the meshes and skins. If you want them. Oh wow! Yeah, I might have to take you up on that. A lot offer. of them are bugged. Some of them are bugged, but I got meshes yeah. and skins. Yeah, the game we are, of course, talking about is Freedom Force. Mm-hmm. This was an amazing game for the PC. It loved set, it. Loved it. it. It came out way back in 2002 and was set in the golden age of comics. And it was great because it had, you know, the fun and the kind of corniness and cheesiness of the golden age, but it wasn't making fun of the golden age. It was, it was a love letter. Right. To, it was a love letter yeah. to the golden age of comics. And, you know, a lot of the characters, you could see the, you know, like Minuteman. Similar, yeah. You could see that was supposed the to be Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. Liberty Lad. Obviously, that was supposed to be Bucky. His, his voice acting, his voice, little uh, things that you click on. Mm-hmm. Ready. Yeah. Um, and this one, it's just every single time I heard it, it always had me in stitches. I'm itching for a tussle. It's like, I bet you are, buddy. I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> but the concept behind it is, it, it, is Energy X. Um it's right. being pursued. And when you come in contact with Energy X, it, it creates, you know, with your power. Superpowers. It just gives you superpowers. And it's based on your personality. That's why some people are heroes. Some people are villains. That's, that's why an old guy in the park turns into a minute man. Minute man. Because of his patriotism. You have <laughs> El, Diab- <laughs> El Diablo begets fire-based powers because of his fiery temper, you know, and so on and so uh, forth. And, and I... I think that uh, El Diablo is a really good example of how it's a love letter because I mean it's it's slightly racist. Oh yeah, yeah, and but I mean that's how it was back in the oh, day. Oh yeah, you probably couldn't have El Diablo as a character today. Right? Yeah, you wouldn't be able However, to get away with it. I love his costume. Oh <laughs> it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah, he's got he's got the uh, where you can see the bare chest and yeah. everything like that. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's all got flames on it. It's- Gorgeous. Oh my god, I love it. Gorgeous. And, and you know, this was a very well received game. It was fantastic. It, re- it led on to um, Fa- Freedom Force versus the Third Reich, yeah. the second one. I didn't really get into that one either. I, I don't know. I mean, it, I should have, but I don't know. But yeah, I, I like this because it was the love letter to to the Golden to, Age. Yes. And I mean, it was I, I think perfect. specifically the Silver Age. I mean, because it's like the. Uh, like twelve cent cover prices, and I think that was what was great about it. It's like the little cut scenes were very like sh- ripped straight out of the Silver Age. Oh yeah, uh, the comic books uh, at, in the loading screens. They put up this like Silver Age looking comic book, and it had like the wear on it, and you see some pen marks mm-hmm. or something like that. And it, I mean, and that I think was really the proof of what a love letter it was to to the Silver Age comic books because it had that wear and tear, it had that yellowish look to it. Yeah, someone really took their time to get yeah, those looking to make accurate. make those images. And make, make those images. And this game was just so much fun. I'm probably going to play it a little more and tonight. Like, yeah, and like I said, you know, they had all those expansions. You had a bunch of fans who were sitting there and they're creating meshes and skins so that you can make your own own characters in the game. Oh, yeah. I remember and, when I played the first time yeah. around, I had Marvel characters running through yeah. there, DC I got, characters. I got Avengers save games. I got, you know, X-Men save games. And, and, I mean, and I got, like, my own custom heroes and stuff like that. Um, I think I've even made characters that I wrote a book about, which is The Bunny Years of Memoir. You can find <laughs> on Amazon.com. Uh, search for Scott L. Robbins, The Bunny Years of Memoir. 
There you go. Yeah, I remember there was there was cheat codes where you could get a, unlimited CP and stuff, so you could recruit whoever you wanted. I never liked that. Yeah. Well, I did it a couple times. When, when I actually played the game, you know, to, to beat the game, I didn't use that. But, you know, just to have fun with it, I'd have a save like that. I remember I downloaded the Hulk. You didn't need anything else but the Hulk. I like crit because you could do so much with the powers and stuff like you could mm-hmm. customize the power. You know, every single power that you that you give them, and it, it's just so awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's you know simplistic in many ways, but I mean you could do so much with it. Yeah, the, it the was o- a great game. The only cheat that I did is there was a cheat to unlock three heroes that you could get. Yeah, on, that you could only. Collider. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the Raven? The Raven one. And there was another one. Right. And the only way that you could get them legitimately is if you like pre-ordered the game or something like that. Right. Uh, I found it like there was like a uh, something you could change in the INO, INI file. INI file yeah. so you could get them. Right. Because yeah. otherwise you could only get them if you had like pre-ordered the game or something like yeah. that. So, so yeah, I did go in to, to get them because I wanted to make sure I got all the heroes yeah. and was able because to play them. Because I do know that the, the uh, meshes... Even if you didn't pre-order the game, I do know that the meshes are in there, even if you didn't pre-order it. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I get this feeling that Enos did not play this game. Did you, did you not play this game, Enos? No, I didn't. I'll bring you my copy. Yeah, yeah. Get, get, yeah borrow uh, Madman's copy. Uh, this you got game. anything better than a 486, though? I don't have a game system at all. Well, we're no, talking no, about a computer. Computer. Computer, oh. I think if it's higher than a 486, it runs too fast, though. Well, well, see, I downloaded the. I I downloaded what was it? Gog, I guess it was, and I guess they reworked it for that because it runs fine on that. Mm. Gog? Yeah, Gog or something like that. Uh, You're giving me notes, man. Yeah, um, let me find out for you. Hold on, let me find out for sure. Make sure that's it. Did you play any PC games? You know, no. Everything I had was on console. Was either at the arcade or the console. Or the console. So, so you never played any of those MMORPG Mm-mm. games like uh, City of Heroes? Randy no. still playing. Apparently. Yeah, it was Rand- Randy still. Yeah, I really, I really wish he had been here tonight to talk about that because I, I know, he, I, I know I'm he, okay. I know he loves the fact that that's back after six years. Nah. But, but yeah, GOG, it's GOG.com. And they have GOG? all GOG.com. They have all kinds of great stuff there that you can mm. that you can order. But yeah, like I said, it cost me like a dollar seventy five, something like that, and it runs perfect. That's why I love re- retro gaming. It's so mm-hmm. cheap. Unless you want physical media, and then it's a different story. Right. Oh yeah. 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 I've I've priced some classic games. Well, Woo. It, yeah. I mean, we were, we were talking about some of these games. You go look back, and like, if you want to go, like, if you go on like Amazon or something like that, or eBay, and you start looking for like an Atari twenty six version, the actual cartridge. Of Superman, <laughs> it might be more expensive than you realize. Oh yeah, no doubt. No you doubt. know, I think that's interesting. Uh, but I was talking uh, since you didn't. I played a MMORPG that was free to play. It may still be. I don't know. I haven't checked. But it was Champions Online. Mm-hmm. Now Champions was a uh, uh, role playing game system before they it got picked up by this company to uh, make an uh, uh, online MMORPG um, superhero game. And I played that thing like crazy. I wasted so much money on that. And that's the trick about the free-to-play games. It's oh, like, yeah. yeah Freemium like, games. Yeah. Freemium. I love yeah. it. It's like, oh, just you know, just a little bit of the... I buy some of your little currency, and like, oh, I can make myself a little bit more awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Next thing I know, I just realized is like, free-to-play game. I just spent $200. I've been playing it for two years, and I spent $200 on this free-to-play game. And that's when I stopped playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you can you can get it can get away from you. I mean, I you know, what one of the reasons I stop I don't play as many of those is because, you know, I 
I, I like for example, I started with the Star Trek Timelines game, at free to play and everything like that. And I was doing good, everything's fine. After about a year, you had the you know, you had these people that were coming in and dropping hundreds, in some cases thousands of dollars to get ahead of you, and oh, it's yeah. just like, yeah, I'm done. I can't yeah. compete. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that. Speaking of those free to play games and everything, that that'll lead me to one of my my personal favorites that unfortunately is no longer with us. Oh, uh, it was uh, the, the, you know the multiple player online Marvel Heroes Omega on the Xbox One. Really? Oh my god! I didn't I play lo- that one. I loved this game. This game it came out for the Xbox One in 2017. It was released for the computer. It's just Marvel Heroes in 2013. Um. If you ever played the console version of Marvel Ultimate Alliance or X-Men Legends or X-Men Legends 2, it played along the same line as that. Mm. Um, it had a lot of characters. that you, There was so many characters you could be. And you know, it was one of those games, like you said, it was free to download and play, but you could buy characters. Um, when I first started playing, I immediately bought a character pack. They had an X-Men character pack for, I want to say, it was 60 bucks. And I said, okay, I'll do that because, you know, if this was a game that I had to buy at, you know, GameStop or something like that, I'd pay $60 for it. So why not? So that was Cryptic Studios, apparently, that, uh, yeah, originally that ended up making, um, Champions Online. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It, this, this one was, uh, at the end was with Gazillion Entertainment. Mm. And unfortunately, Disney pulled the plug on it because the CEO of Gazillion Entertainment could, you know, not keep from, sexually harassing his employees <laughs> that's yeah that's a kind of a bummer yeah i mean all you had to do was not be a douchebag and you know my, i'd still have my game you would think you know and i, I played this game every day you, a, yeah i mean you're the victim here not the people who are sexually harassed right exactly this is this is yeah <laughs> <laughs> seriously people they are the victim not me okay <laughs> leave it to mad man to, to, to the, impress upon the, it. They, they, they truly are the victim not me Okay, it, it's not the end of the world. But I will say this, since it's gone, I've hardly turned my Xbox One on at all. I've just been in mourning. But yeah, it plays a lot. If you've ever played the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, you have this one character, and you have four powers, and then you have the trigger, and it gives you four more powers. And you can use buttons to correspond to each one, and each one has a cooldown time and everything like that. And your character levels up, and you can choose how powerful you want to make your characters, and you get gear and everything like that. And they have different levels as far as, you know, all the way up to Omega level. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. I had reached Omega level. RPG. Omega? Omega level with with one of my characters, Jean Grey, right about the time that they decided to shut things down. Mm. And it was crazy. She was super powerful. And I remember they they said that they were going to shut things down and that we were going to have... Before Dark Phoenix rises. Right. (laughs) They were going to shut things down, and everything was going to be free to play, and we were going to have till New Year's Eve in order to uh, in order to play as long as we want it for free. I'm like, sweet. Okay, you know what? It sucks that my game's going away, but I still have a couple months to, to play. And then they decided, nope, we're going to shut down uh, we on need, yeah, Black we need the, Friday. We need the hardware. Mm-hmm. And they, they shut down, and they fired all their employees without pay. On Black Friday? On Black Friday with no medical benefits or anything anything talk about victims Mm. yeah and and, and all the guy had to like i said all the guy had to do is you know not be a douchebag and treat his employees right and you know everybody would still have jobs apparently that's hard i'd still be playing my game Mm. (laughs) you know it would just if he had just been a decent human being 
It's if a shame you, you know you can't expect that from people. Right. I mean, it's it's a shame. And let, let, let's you know what? Let's go ahead, take a minute here, and call him out. Where, where's his name here? Hold on here. Find him. Find, yep, it, it's on here somewhere. Closure. Dave Dorman, D-O-H-R-M-A-N-N. You screwed up my name. You my suck, game. dude. You suck. So you screwed, screwed up, up my game. game. You fi- got a lot of pe- people out of their jobs. It, it, you suck, dude. But it's all secondary to the fact that you sexually harass someone. Oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yes. But again, as, as I said before, those are the real victims there, not us. The people that he, you know, he uh, you know, sexually harassed. I guess it was. I, I guess we can mildly complain about it, right? But you know, what, what we have to go through is nothing compared to what they had to go through. I just want to make sure. I'm surprised nobody brought up uh, like uh, Batman: Arkham Asylum, or you know, I never played that. Did you ever play that? Uh, I think Ek has it, and he's mm. played it. Uh, I don't really uh, play games here because, like I said, I, I don't really like consoles anymore. Yeah, and so. Um, uh, uh, he's played it a couple times. I think it, it looks like it's awesome. I've I mean, heard. I, I think we're kind of we got a blind spot here because I guess none of us have gotten into any like modern superhero games. Yeah, I mean the the most recent one that that I've got into was you know Marvel Heroes and before that Ultimate Alliance. If you haven't ever played that for for 360 or you know Xbox and or PlayStation Two, it looks like yeah it was on PlayStation Two. That's a great one. I, I love that one. It the um there's a, there's actually a sequel coming out to it. There was a Marvel Ultimate Alliance two, which was yeah, not so great. But the third one is coming out, and unfortunately, it's a Nintendo Switch exclusive, which sucks because I don't have a Nintendo Switch. And as much as I want to play that game, like I said, I I don't like consoles anymore. Yeah, as much as I want to play that game, it's it's not enough for me to to buy the, the Nintendo Switch. But yeah. but yeah, the uh, Ultimate Alliance two had a huge cast of characters. Black Panther, Blade, Captain America, Daredevil, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Elektra, Ghost Rider, Human Torch, Iceman, Invisible Woman, Iron Man, Luke Cage, Mr. Fantastic, Miss Marvel before she became Captain Marvel, Nick Fury, Silver Surfer, Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, Storm, Thing, Thor, and Wolverine. Yeah, that's that's what I think was the major appeal of that game is that the expanded list of characters. Oh yeah, it had so many. Yeah, and and they had additional costumes that you could get and everything. Oh yeah, new skins are always awesome. Yeah. Oh, I played the daylights out of Thor. Why? Because one of his skins was Beta Ray Bill. Oh yeah. Oh, of course, of course you did. Of right. Course you did. So I had I had to have me some Beta Ray Bill, and you know he had this power that he could use called Godspeed, and it was incredible. It just made him his kicks and and, and punches and everything. Super fast. I mean, you you'd put that on, and you didn't even need to use his hammer throws or anything like that. You just beat the hell out of people. <laughs> you get all double dragon yeah. in there. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, speaking mm. of a game, I spent. You know, it's not a superhero <laughs> game, but sp- speaking ooh, of a game, I the button sp- ooh, that I spent an unlimited amount double of quarters dragon. on. Oh, <laughs> that game was twenty five cents each, and I've easily spent three four hundred dollars of my youth in that game. Yeah, we have oh, no idea how much money has been God. stolen from our pockets because of that. Yeah, we up the road from my grandmother's house at Jack's Market over in Ferry Farm. Oh my oh, goodness. Lord. I used to play the daylights out of that game. Well, I mean, I, we were talking about the uh, like, like the X Men arcade game mm-hmm. where you got like, I mean, you could play as Dazzler if you wanted to. If you wanted that, to, yeah. And so, I mean, uh, and I remember for the first time I seen that is like, oh, they made Gauntlet cool, you know? <laughs> so, oh yeah, basically. Yeah, because that's what I saw when I saw it. I was like, oh, finally a cool Gauntlet because I remember being a kid and it's like, this this game's awesome and everything, but I mean, I wish this was like Spider Man or something. Yeah, it, oh, apparently this was available on Xbox and PSN at, at, on, as of 2010, December 14th, December 15th, 2010. 
But yeah, oh my god, I played, like you said, so much money was spent in those games, and they were so hard. Uh, another one is the TMNT uh, Turtle. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The yes. building, it's on fire. Hang uh, on, April. You know, I, I played that recently. We were, we were over at, um, I was over with my, my nephews over at Game Haven, and they uh, had a girlfriend it. broke up with me at the skating rink because I, I said, I can't skate with you during the slow song right now because I just pumped five quarters into this machine. So she broke up with me. <laughs> They just don't understand. Worst lock-in ever. <laughs> I guess so. But you got, but you got to play your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which one did you like to use? I, I was uh, Donatello myself. I was Leonardo. Leonardo used the swords. Yeah, and Michelangelo because Chuck. Yeah, I, I knew I knew Donatello. He he had his damage was sick. Uh, when he hit, hit people with the staff, they went down quicker. Yeah, but I did like Leonardo. I played Leonardo. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that was a great game. Again, many a quarter was lost in that game, and I regret nothing. I no. regret nothing. Every I, yeah, every single slow song from the '80s that I missed out on, I was playing TMNT Fools. There you go. I regret nothing. Exactly. And I would I would pump my quarters into it again. Well, if I was that no, age. absolutely not. If I was that age, I, I would like to open a, a Nickelodeon. You get it like get a bunch of those old. Uh, awesome arcade games and just it takes a nickel oh that would be great yeah. you know if i thought we had a market for it around here i'd try, yeah, I'd try I to get loan and start invest, and then hit buddy invest I'd, do, oh. I'd, I'd have some crazy ideas rage cages um that's where you like you can rent a room with a bunch of old junk that people could just if you want to smash this stuff with baseball bats for 15 20 minutes you can rent that room there you go there i got go. i got tons of great business ideas like that yeah it sounds fantastic well it looks like we are just about out of time for this week's lost in the long box um, you know, Randy will be back with us next week, and I'm sure he'll have some catchphrase for us, which you know I no, don't have. No, he'll be he'll be like, oh, "City of Heroes is awesome." Yeah, I'm sure he will. We'll give him his opportunity to you know, take a moment to talk about City of Heroes if he wants it. Yeah, we'll give, we'll sure. give him some time for that. Yeah, you know, because you know we're, that's how you know that's how we're polite down here. You know, while we're lost in the well, long box, while we're lost in the long box, exactly. that's right. Uh, hopefully, I mean, we'll have a little bit better one for you next yeah, week, guys. You know, we're it's just off the cuff, so yeah. Sorry, this. It is what it is. Good night, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Good night.